0: And here we go. Welcome back to the Maroon and White Audible. I am Ethan Lee, the site expert of the uh also the host here. I'm also tired, and I'm also 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 joined by Daniel Black.
1: That's I. That?
0: That's that's Daniel Black. Right over there.
1: That's that, that is this is I. It you. It
0: I. So we are here to just kind of ramble, but also, 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 we are going to talk about uh, Chris Limonis, uh what's happening there. Um, I think we both think it's pretty good hire, although initially we were taken aback a bit, just like 90% of the Mississippi State fan base. Um, the other 10% was like outraged. Mm-hmm. So those were the two emotions, at least on Twitter. Um so, just speaking about Crystal Monus, formerly at Indiana, um, has lived in Starkville before, but was born in, what was it, Brooklyn? Something like that, I don't know. Brooklyn? Um, what? Brooklyn. I think he was born in Brooklyn.
1: No, his, he was, he, I don't know where he was born. Born his,
0: August 21st, 1973. He's aged 44 years. Um, but Brooklyn, New York City, New York.
1: That's weird, because his dad
0: went to state. I don't know how he's born in Brooklyn. That's what Google says.
1: Well, I don't, well, I don't know because that's, that's uh, maybe there was a good hospital in Brooklyn. How would you get whatever? Okay. Lamonas, born
0: in Brooklyn. Chris born in Brooklyn, Limonis, Um is now the coach at Mississippi State, um, lived in Starkville when he was young, went to play college baseball at the Citadel. Went to a college world series, I think it's like his first year or
1: something like that. Uh, the nineteen ninety College World Series, which was the same year John Cohen played in the College World Series, which I find funny.
0: That's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty good, huh? Um so he played there. I don't I don't know how good he was in college as a baseball player, but I know shortly after he stopped playing, he started coaching as an assistant coach, was with the Citadel for numerous years from Mid 90s, roughly when I was born, um, up to 2006. And then went from Citadel to Louisville, was an assistant there, helped build just about all of their talent pool to go on. And, you know, when they went to go to all those College World Series. Um, Then he's most recently at Indiana, had success in Indiana, which you've noted that Indiana's never had success. And the fact that Lamonas had success there is roughly akin to Dan Mullen say here at State. Um, I mean somewhat.
1: That,
0: I mean it's not necessarily the same. There have been periods of like baseball success or not baseball, um, football success here at State but for I the mean, most part I think that's the best comparison that we can make that will resonate with some Mississippi State fans.
1: I mean Indiana when Chris Lamonas took over Indiana they just came off the well, well, I would say without a a doubt the uh, best two-year stretch in program history. They went to the Omaha in 2013, uh, went to a regional in 2014 under Tracy Smith, then he went to Arizona State. But prior to Tracy Smith's arrival, and I think Tracy Smith was at Indiana for seven years, something like that. um, Seven seven or eight, uh, maybe even nine. He was there for a while. Um, Yeah, um, but he went to three regionals prior to Tracy Smith's Going to Indiana, Indiana had been to one regional. So yeah. it's so Tracy Smith sort of built it, and then it was up to Chris Lamonas to maintain it. And that was something that he was able to do uh, quite well, going to three regionals in four seasons, which um, I mean, that's tied to Tracy Smith for the most regionals uh, yeah. in Indiana history amongst a head coach. So, uh, you know, an Indiana fan actually, I tweeted something. Uh, maybe in an hour or so after Kendall Rogers tweeted the inf- the news that Chris Lamonas was the guy uh, saying that you know comparing Chris Lamontis tra- his time in Indiana to Tracy Smith's time in Indiana and the guy and this Indiana fan responded well you know Tracy Smith built up the program for Chris Lamonas, so it's difficult to compare them and I said well that's true but at the same time it's difficult for a coach to step in and maintain success for the most. Successful coach in program history. Yeah. Um, and that's something that Chris Lamonis was able to do. Now, he never went to a super regional. He never went to a college world series. Um, it's which
0: hard to play college baseball in the Big Ten, though. I think it's something that should be noted. Um, it's hard to get players there, especially in a bottom of the pack sort of Big Ten school. It's hard to get players that want to play in cold weather conditions up through what, like April and end of May. Mm hmm. When in the South, you can play college baseball pretty much all year if you really want to do.
1: You know, I made this comparison. Are you there? looked at this higher as a whole. Oh, you just um, out a bit. Oh, well. Oh. What were we talking about?
0: <laughs> you made a comparison. And something yeah, about I was
1: making a comparison, a comparison to John Cohen. Yeah. Uh, but you know Mississippi, a lot of state fans by now have taken a step back and look at this entire looked at this entire thing big picture um, and said, well you know this isn't as bad after all but a comparison that I made on Twitter that I'll make right here is John Cohen's career at Kentucky. Um, Kentucky John Cohen was hired at Kentucky in 2004. Prior in the however long history of Kentucky baseball prior to John Cohen's going to Kentucky, they had been to one regional in their entire history. John Cohen went to two regionals in five seasons at Kentucky and was hired as the head coach at Mississippi State. That's pretty good. That had been to a regional four times prior. So it's similar in that regard. Uh, Cohen obviously was a really good recruiter. Chris Lamonis, John Cohen said, is the best recruiter in the United States. Um, Dan McDonald is, is one of the top recruiters in the country, um, says that Chris Lamonis is the next big thing, due in large part to Lamonis' time at Louisville being, I guess, the recruiting coordinator uh, yeah. under Dan McDonald for going to Omaha three times. And then Chris Lamonis' first year in Indiana, Louisville made it to Omaha with players that chris Lamonis and dan mcdonald recruited so obviously you know it's interesting that from that standpoint it's sort of like Canizero, which may rub rub some people the wrong way which Canizero did um but we're
0: not, we're not talking about canazaro rubbing
1: um, that's no but <laughs> but with that being said it's it's extreme it's very much different based off of head coaching resume uh, the fact or head coaching experience, the fact that Chris Limonis, uh has been a head coach at a Power Five program, um, so and apparently, I mean, John Cohen said uh, in his in the press conference, which you know there wasn't really much that was said that's worth noting from the press conference, but Cohen did say that Chris Lemonas had been on his radar from the very beginning, and uh, apparently, from what I've heard from hashtag sources. Um, that was the case. Uh, his name just was I – did, I didn't even hear his name once in regard to this search until 10 minutes before Kendall Rogers tweeted it. So, I, I mean, the fact that Cohen had this name from the very beginning, uh, I would say that probably from a recruiting standpoint was the reason why. Um, uh, it shows that Cohen is confident in this guy. And if Cohen is confident in someone, then uh, I think we should trust that. Um, and also, another huge thing—just even not even just going a little outside of Lamontis—is that Jake Otero is staying on staff, which yeah. could be as big, um, just as big of news uh, as hiring Lamonas, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, um, I was going to get there in a minute, but one thing that should be brought up, and it's something that many state fans have brought up. The similarities here on how Moorhead's name, you know, within 48 hours, he was hired officially at Mississippi State. Um, Mm -hmm. And the discussion around that one revolves around how um, Cohen suspected that Mullen might leave, was trying to get ready, and kept it quiet the bulk of the season. And the fact that he was doing all of that, keeping it quiet the bulk of the season, is incredible. Similarly, here, um if Lamonis's name was truly in this thing from the beginning, the fact that it did not get out until, as you said, 10 minutes before, um, <laughs> before Kendall Rogers tweeted out that this is a thing that happened um, is absolutely incredible. And also with all of that, the fact that Cohen was talking to everybody through that um, probably talking to Kendall Rogers to get his you know feelings on how this hire would go Mm -hmm. is because he did mention that he was talking to talking heads in the college baseball world. um, And also various other sources, not just Kendall Rogers, but, and he doesn't name Kendall Rogers. um, Mm -hmm. But the the fact that, you know, we go through this entire coaching search, don't really ever once really consider that it might be Chris Lamonis. is just an incredible thing that it, it was, kept that quiet for that long and the fact that it was so efficiently done what was it uh 24 hours after the season ended lamonis was right there named that coach
1: yeah or or at least unofficially officially maybe a little bit later um within 48 hours it was official yeah um yeah and um I think that sort of shows that Mississippi, you know, through all the crap that Cohen was getting throughout this entire search for, you know, Jim Schlossnagel, uh, his name is publicly out. Jan McDonald's name, he was publicly, he publicly said he wasn't going to take the job. Cliff Godwin publicly said he wasn't get the job through all of
0: that. Tim Tadlock was lumped in there, but never really commented on it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, although I, I don't know how big of a name he actually was in this search. Yeah. Um, but, through all of that the fact that cohen i mean apparently if if chris lamonus's name was there from the very beginning then cohen had an eye on him throughout this entire this throughout this entire search and the fact that you know you have three coaches two of which are two of the top two of which are the two of the top coaches in the united states who publicly turn you down then yeah uh, the fact that cohen had someone to keep his eye on through this entire search shows how efficient and how good of a job he's doing i mean just ta- just taking away you know how you know how you know obviously you can't judge a coaching search you can't judge a coaching search until you see how the coach does but in terms of the idea of efficiency and secrecy john cohen has done extremely well um at least on a public standpoint uh for all of the coaching searches and hires he's made so far particularly in baseball and football um, and it shows that Mississippi State's athletic department is efficient. Um, it's in a good place is basically what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah. And it it's hard to say that Cohen did a bad job if you seriously consider all of the factors that go with that coaching search specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you lose the the man that was considered college baseball's next big name with Andy Canizaro, which Candazaro is a really big name to begin with um, because there's a lot of letters there. Oh, I get it. (laughs) The fact that you lose him, this rising star, so, you know, briefly into his career because of things that happen off the field. Um, And then attached to it are the unreal expectations that are going into coaching Mississippi State baseball in general with the fan base the fact that they're building a multi-million dollar um, facility to play in and you lose the guy that's supposed to lead you into the future, lead you for the next 10, 15 years, you lose him three games into this season, the second season that he's coached in, and then you have to go and find a new coach through all of that. Those are the circumstances you're operating under. The fact that he did this so cleanly is incredible.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. and. Um... You know, as I mentioned, the fact that Lamonis' name was sort of under the radar throughout this entire thing. Now, of course, that, that's not really, I'm not going to say that's necessarily surprising because, you know, when Cohen first set out those, those the criteria of, you know, multiple Omaha appearances, yada, 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 obviously, Schlossnagel and McDonald kept being, McDonald kept being throwing out since the, since the time Cohen said those things. So yeah. a guy like Chris Lamonis, who a lot of people never even heard of, myself included, um, he, his name wouldn't be thrown out there that often. But exactly. even with that, there are still rumors always swirling around, and there certainly were during this coaching search. And the fact that his name wasn't even mentioned once, even briefly in a rumor, just it, that's the impressive thing about this coaching search, in my opinion. I do agree.
0: Um... Yeah, I, I don't think there's enough that can be said about that. And I, I don't, similarly, I don't have anything else that can add to that. So there's no sense in repeating there. Um, but I will repeat your point about Jake Gautreau.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The fact that you are keeping Jake Gotro, another guy that is going to be considered heavily for head coaching jobs in just a couple of years, if not sooner than that, um, is incredible. He's another name that many fan bases are going to want their athletic directors to keep an eye on. Um he's also a guy that is raved about all the time whenever you're watching any sort of Mississippi State baseball game. Um doesn't matter who the broadcast team is. He's going to be talked about because of what he does recruiting wise, but also his impact on how this team played this mm-hmm. year.
1: And I mean in uh, Ross Dellinger's article that came out before Mississippi State's appearance in the College World Series that basically said that that under Canizero, the team was doing nothing right because Canizero wasn't teaching anything that presented, that wasn't teaching anything that made the players comfortable. So yeah. Jake Gotrio had to, and Bob Corskadden said this, uh, he had to reteach their approach at the plate. Yeah. And I would say that, that the fact that, you know, it's, I mean, obviously the coaching change would be, would be the, the main reason why this, why state struggled so poor struggled so much in the beginning parts of the season. But I think that this complete shift in the approach with the plate, this team's attitude, it completely, I mean, that's another uh, big reason why the team struggled. So, I mean, the team was 14, 15, two and seven in conference play. But, uh, and hitting – I mean, at the very very beginning of the season, we didn't score runs. We could not score runs. And then yeah. by the time you, you hit Omaha, you know, we scored 10 runs in the Super Regional in Game 3. Um, how many are we scoring? It was a large number. I think I it was eight. Yeah. And then uh, in Game 2 of the of College World Series, you score 12 runs. I mean, you put up these big numbers – because of what Jake Gotro did, Jake Gotro was able, through the the insanity that was going on with Canizero, whatever he was doing. I mean, apparently he was doing literally everything wrong. Um,
0: he was still winning is the the craziest thing.
1: Mm-hmm. The fact that, well, I mean, at least, well, I'm talking about at least in the beginning part of this season. Oh, yes. Um, how Canizero was doing literally. I mean, and that in Ross Dellinger's piece. On Sports Illustrated for those who haven't read it yet, which you should because it's fantastic. Um, amazing. The, um, he basically said that you know, can't, you know, the biggest problem. You know, last year I guess was fine, but then going into the season, Canizzaro gets an obsession with his phone. Obviously, there was the affair that was going on. All that's the extramarital stuff.
0: The the alleged extramarital. I
1: no, they Yeah, I mean, fine, oh. fine, alleged, but. Um, but um, you know, with all that, there are tons of distractions, and then Canizero is doing is teaching them bad things apparently. Um, so the fact that Gatro Gatro Gotro, Jay Gotro had to completely reteach this team how you know they approach to the plate, yada yada. This team had to completely change their mindset at the plate, and it worked in a very brief amount of time because regarding that circumstance you would, you would imagine that you know the season's done but the fact that they were able to turn it around in about a month to a month and a half it really took off starting with that old Miss series it's remarkable and also the biggest thing is you know Gotro was a huge part of these recruiting classes that Mississippi State is stacking up these high, highly ranked recruiting classes he'll be able to and even with the whole era situation he was able to keep those classes intact yeah now he can go forward with a head coach that is known for his recruiting prowess. In addition to that, the head coach, I mean, he's obviously going to have to learn his players, but he's not going to have to learn a whole bunch because Jake Gotro is there to help him teach him about the players. And then soon it, Jake Gautreau will be there to help uh, Lamonis shift into this new position. So it's the Gautreau, the keeping Gotro on staff is big in a multitude of re- for a multitude of reasons.
0: Yeah. Um, I will say that there's no reason for Mississippi State to not be like one of the, the five most talented college baseball teams in the nation for the like next however long Lamonis and Gotro are in Starkville. There's no reason for that to not be a thing that is consistently there. Um, there's, there's another point I wanted to touch on, but I, I can't. I can't really think of it. But it, it just boils down to the fact that Gotro keeping him for as long as you keep him, who knows how long he's going to be in Starkville. He provides continuity. um, And as you mentioned, he was able to change their hitting approach so quickly. And this is a group that didn't have a full set of like fall preparation coming into this baseball season because they were limited with what they could do um, with the construction on duty noble field. Mm -hmm. But as a whole, Gotro keeping him important, who knows how long we're going to keep him. But we are very, very blessed to have him right now.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure.
0: So is there anything else that we can add to this um, This discussion around Chris Limonis? Um, his contract I mean, details are interesting.
1: Uh, yeah, maximum Mississippi four-year contract. Yeah. Adriana. Well, um,
0: he's only being paid 600000 um, $600, That's That's a lot of money
1: which uh, I'm sure will go up depending on success. Yeah. Um but I mean it's a, it's a really solid hire. Um you know at first because you know fans obviously had inflated expectations. Um and part I think part of that's Cohen's fault. Yeah, and also a part of it is um is probably this college world series run not saying that's a bad thing because it was a fantastic thing and something state fans will remember forever. And that's not uh, hyperbole at all. Yeah. Um, but you know, you have to look at it from the big picture, which I'm sure a lot of state fans have done by now because it's been two or three days since he's been hired officially, or at least his name, uh, was reported. Um, it's, it's a, Hire that puts us in a good position for the future, and that's what John Cohen said a many times in his press conference and various interviews with national media, local media. That he was looking for what misses for what will benefit Mississippi State 10 years, maybe more down the road. And I think with the recruiting prowess that Chris Limonis has, um, um and his success at a smaller program like Indiana, um. And, I'm, and the John Cohen comparison as a coach comes up again because, you know, you see that John Cohen went to two regionals in five seasons at, the, at Kentucky, take that, and then put him at a program like Mississippi State, and then he's winning an SEC title, an SEC tournament, going to three Super Regionals in a College World Series, National Championship Series. So you take what Lamonis can do as a recruiter and as a coach, look at what he did in Indiana, take that, and then put it into a program with the facilities and the resources in the fan base and you have a lot of potential there and I think that's exactly what John Cohen was looking for and now it's just up to Chris Lamonis to take that potential and make something out of it
0: yeah I think another thing that I don't know how much it's been mentioned specifically that Cohen was looking for um but it has to do largely with that uh the fact that he wants a coach that's going to be here for 10 years He's looking at a guy that, you know, in the past, what, four years, this is our fourth head coach going from 2016 to 2017 to 2018 to 2019. This is the fourth head coach that Mississippi State baseball has had. John Cohen's looking for someone that's going to be stable, Mm -hmm. will like Starkville and not like it too much to an extent, um, (sighs) and will
1: maintain this program for a long time. Also, one more thing that, you know, it just popped into my head. Yeah. You know, a lot of people liked Cannizzaro, but at the same t- time, I mean, and I guess it's easy to say this regarding the whole stuff with what happened to Cannizzaro in the end of his time at State, but he seemed like he was really over the top.
0: He was very over the top. And, and I think how... a lot of people responded positively to that. because Ooh, for, Oh, for sure. Because but... of how much he was like embracing Starkville, embracing State, mm-hmm. pumping everything up. He was way yep. over the top.
1: But, but then you look at hires like Moorhead, and then you look at a hire like Chris Lamonis. And yeah. Chris Lamonis specifically said this verbatim in his press conference that he's not a rah-rah guy. He's yeah. just there to win. So he's not there to make a name of himself in terms of publicity. He's not there to be good for PR. He's not there to do yada, yada, yada. He's there to coach baseball at Mississippi State and to win. And that straightforwardness is something I really like. And it's something that when you look at what, and you look at what, what Canizzaro did, tweeting picture, videos of him lifting yeah. and going on C. now, I remember this, after the SEC tournament game, and Peter Burns talking about how at 4.30 in the morning, Canizzaro texted him a video of him lifting weights. That's so weird. So you look at that and you think it's, you know, it's a, it, it's just tons of PR moves and it's weird Whereas you look at Chris Limonis and he's just there, once again, he's not a rah-rah guy. He's there to coach and win. Yeah. And I would rather have someone that coaches and wins as opposed to someone who is Mr. Positivity.
0: That's a degree. And yeah. I think that as you mentioned, very much is Joe Moorhead, very much is him, mm-hmm. um, Having listened to him speak, he just exudes this confidence that is very natural, but also is just, you know, very upfront of, we are going to win. That That is the goal here. We are also going to do the things, you know, right off the field. We're going to, you know, make sure our guys graduate college, everything of that matter. Um, but he's very much, we're going to win. And the fact that Chris Limonis is following that same sort of, Character, I guess, is built in that same sort of character is important for Mississippi State.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For so, sure. I don't. I don't really have anything else to add on that note. Um, do you?
1: Not really. That's basically all I wanted to say.
0: Okay. We on have a, questions. Wait before before we do get into that. Um, um, there is a way that we can actually do some good with this show, assuming people are still listening at this point. Um, I doubt it. But who knows? There. If you are still listening, if you want to do some good, um, there are two GoFundMes that you can go help out. Both of them revolve around the world of Mississippi State. Um, one of whom, one, one of one of whom, one of which is for a mother that passed away. A mother of three was battling, I believe, cancer. J-Dog talked about it a lot. Um, who is it? Stephanie Moore. Stephanie lost her eight-year battle with breast cancer. She's a single mom, leaves three children behind. They're trying to cover funeral costs, provide financial help for these children. If you go, and I will link to both of these um, on this whenever we put it up in the article. But if you will go and, you know, help out there, um, that'd be greatly appreciated. Also, Alex Wilcox is a name that most Mississippi State fans know by now. And if you don't, you probably should know. Um, She's a true inspiration, played softball while battling ovarian cancer, was a freshman, 18, and passed away, unfortunately passed away, um, just a couple of days ago. Again, 18, very young, her parents are having to cover financial cost of that and everything there. If you want to help, um, if you feel led to help, you can go. I will link in it, you know, in this uh, post here on Maroon White Nation uh, or you can look up Alex Wilcox GoFundMe or Stephanie Moore GoFundMe. You will find these things and you can do some good. So I wanted to plug that in before we got into questions because questions are probably going to be shenanigans.
1: Uh, you would be correct. So
0: there we go.
1: All right. Uh, since I have the questions in front of me, do you want me to read them? Yeah, go ahead. First questions are from Corbin. Corbin. Okay. Number one, how do you think the new baseball coach will do?
0: I think we both believe that Chris Lamonis will do pretty great. With the resources that he'll have available at Mississippi State, there's no reason that he shouldn't succeed.
1: Yes. Number two, Daniel. Oh, it's me. How does it feel to be a graduated?
0: You are a graduated it's nice. A graduated.
1: A graduated. You could Ethan, how does it feel to be a graduated?
0: Well I'm I'm going to grad school. So I'm, oh, okay. I'm congratulations. I'm gonna be uh, a graduated again, hopefully, eventually.
1: Number three, what's up?
0: There's a ceiling fan above me.
1: Sam. And some lights and a ceiling. Good deal. Yeah. Uh, uh your summer's son-
0: <laughs> okay, so you cut out a little bit there, so it came through like Wally was talking, and it was really enjoyable. Um, oh. How's your summer going? Is he's asking both of us that? Yes, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> okay, um, my summer's been good. Same. Working, so
1: same. Good no, I'm it. not working.
0: Well, you should be working.
1: Uh, shut up. Uh, next question. From Justin Strong.
0: Good deal.
1: Number one, I passed out and hit my head last night. Am I still alive?
0: I think well, we're both he... grateful that he's still alive.
1: Well, he tweeted those questions, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, the that fact he's... that, like, the story that he told us about him hitting his head, uh, I am glad he is legitimately, like, okay and not in the hospital.
1: Same. Next, should we still use lemon-themed social media posts for Cliss? Clis? Chris Ramona? I cannot speak. I just said Cliss Ramonas. Let me restart. Should Ray we still, Romano. Should we?
0: Is Ray Romano our new head coach? Yeah.
1: <laughs> everybody hates. No, it's everybody. I forget it. Should we still use lemon-themed social media posts for Chris Lamonus, even though the lemon part of Lamonus is pronounced lemon? It's, it's Lamon. Yeah, he he typed it as lemon. So yeah,
0: yeah. Eh. Um, eh. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting tired of kind of like the the fruit-themed. Yeah. Social media stuff.
1: I got tired of it after seeing that video of the of the women going to the ladies' football camp. In full banana outfits, dancing in well, a like car. There was, there was
0: the. I really like. If I was not a Mississippi State fan, I would have gone back and Craig Jordan, to like that family that took the pictures in front of the the Omaha statue.
1: I'm sorry, all of the limit the banana stuff was dumb. I think it's funny that the players thought of it, and then the and then, unsurprisingly, fans made it stupid.
0: It was very enjoyable for like a. A brief period of time, and then it was like, oh, this is... uh,
1: For three days.
0: This is fun for, like, an even briefer period of time, and then it got old.
1: Yeah. Number three, Thanos, or Thanos, I don't know. Thanos. Snapped his fingers and killed half the universe. If you could do the same for a section of Twitter, which would it be, and why is the answer politics, Twitter? I'm trying to think
0: if there's, like, another one that I, I would rather...
1: Egg Bowl Twitter. Does that take us out? Uh, I don't know if we are a part of Egg Bowl Twitter. Um, let me think.
0: We've dabbled in it some.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't. But we're not cemented. No. Politics Twitter is the answer because politics Twitter is cancer. Is that no. okay to say? I, if we were to put it,
0: if we were to put politics Twitter on like its own platform somewhere else on another website that we didn't have to visit. That'd be great. Yeah, the fact that it does like pop up and retweets and stuff or e- e- like likes now, someone goes and likes a tweet and that's popping up on my Twitter feed. I just want to throw my phone out a window.
1: Yes. Laddy's lad- L. Lad sub canoe. Lad. If the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it?
0: So I, I actually work for somewhere that it, that is related to uh, space.
1: Can you just and go yes, and would. why can't you just go and buy cheese?
0: But I could go get the moon, cheese. But you could but you risk
1: dying going up there.
0: Yeah, but like that it's a great story to tell about how you ate the
1: moon. Yeah. How quickly do we turn the rally lemon next stickball season?
0: Well, if you if you take a lemon, you pick it up and you rotate your hand you have then turned the rally lemon. <laughs> Is he asking like how quickly we turn
1: on it? Like we turn I, on bananas? I think that's what he meant meant because I don't know. I Probably did. like two games into it. You could use it for some for some sweet tea too. Put it in your tea. Yeah. Uh, love you guys. I don't tell that enough. Love you too, lad. Justin trying. Oh, I guess I need to do spoiler alert for the last question for those who haven't seen Infinity War and want to, though I question their desire to see if they haven't already.
0: That's a great question. Um, speaking of, which movies are like out right now that you haven't seen that you really want to? Incredibles 2. I haven't seen Deadpool yet.
1: Uh, well, Oh I don't care about that.
0: Is that Tag movie out yet?
1: The, I don't know what that is. The game
0: about like people who have played Tag for like, 30 oh, years or whatever? I don't know. I need to see that
1: one. A lot of commercials. Yeah. Uh, Oliver McLeod. um, Tips for an incoming freshman. I can't answer this. I need these tips.
0: Um. Make sure you Uh, find all of the the toilets in the library. Make sure you know where all of them are and find one that is like the most comfortable, but also like the most remote because it it will be the cleanest. Um. Go to all of your classes. Just like just go to all of them. I recommend that because either you, your parents, or like your scholarship money is paying for that. So go. Um, Don't do drugs. Have fun. Stay in school. Um, And get connected. Like truly get connected at Mississippi State. It's a great community. Uh, There's plenty to do. Starkville's a great town. Enjoy it.
1: There's your PSA.
0: But also find your favorite toilet and protect it.
1: Um, Will Lawrence. Yes. Will Lawrence. Is Chris Lamonis the right man to lead MSU going forward? Why or why not? Yes. Why or why not? Yes. Next, Will Lawrence. What if the moon was made of crime rib? Would you eat it then? I know I would. Yes. You can just go and buy prime rib. I mean, okay. Uh, Will Larson, was 2017-2018 the best year in Mississippi State Athletics?
0: It's a very like tumultuous year, so I, I really don't know if you can say, oh yeah, it's truly the best ever, but it, it's pretty good.
1: I mean, in terms of on the field or on the court or whatever success, it's easily up there. Yeah, it's hard to
0: beat. But if you were to comp- like fully look at everything that happened in twenty seventeen to twenty eighteen, um, including stuff as small as like Nick Fitzgerald breaking his ankle.
1: But I mean, I, I mean, I don't think. I mean, I don't think Mull. I mean, the fact that the football program was able to rebound from that and Mullen leaving, the fact that the baseball program was able to rebound from the Canizzaro situation, and I don't think I don't think those two things should be major hindrances. That's fair. So that's my. I so, think, I, I, think, I, think our, I think the question is being asked strictly on a success level.
0: Yeah. Um, Which in that case, it's be means, top three. Yeah,
1: easily. And next year, in the crazy thing is next year has a great opportunity to be even better.
0: Starting with the football season. The football season alone might make it better.
1: Which, um, I uh, as a state fan, I'm not going to guarantee anything. Uh, next, Will Larson, would you pay Schlossnagel the Jimbo Fisher amount of money in baseball terms to come to state? Or do you like what Cohen did in going with a seemingly cheaper and less experienced McDonald? I'm not going to call Chris Limonis a cheaper and less experienced Dan McDonald just yet. Because he hasn't done anything as a head coach to the extent that Chris, that Dan McDonald's done. I think so I'm not like, going to go that far
0: at I think all. The mold, he's essentially commenting on like the mold that Lamotis is built in, not like physically, um, but like you just, yeah, you know, the the mold that he's made in is following um, Dan McDonald, and I, I get that comparison to an extent. Um, if we're just looking at the question as a as a case of would you rather pay stupid amounts of money for Schlossnagel or pay reasonable amounts of money for a, a Chris Lamonis who long term projects to be pretty good? Pretty great.
1: I mean, right right now I would go with the Lamonis thing, but of course we can't really answer that question in, until about three to five years from now.
0: Yeah. So how old is Schlossnagel? Let's let's look at that. Uh, late forties. Is he really only late forties? Yes. I thought he was in his fifties.
1: Uh, I think he's late forties, but I, I I'm gonna guess. I,
0: you you're cutting out again. It, it's like ding 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 ding. It, it it's uh, like something while well. a phone. Are you there?
1: Yes, I'm right here. Look, says, okay. Jim Schlesnickel is. I got it right. He's forty-seven. Oh wow. And, and he's already being paid one point five six million. Yeah.
0: And what is it? Um, our guy, Limonis, is like 44 or whatever? He's 44. There, there is an argument to be made of like Schloss Nagel is better, even in like the long run, if you were looking at like the long, long run of this. That said, I like, I like our chances with Limonis. Yes.
1: Uh, Lewis, why does it have to be so damn hot? I mean, is it really necessary? Um, where, where's that tweet? It's from. It's by Lewis.
0: Oh, no, I know where that tweet is.
1: On Twitter. Idiot. Come on, Ethan, get your act together. It's on Twitter.
0: No, no, it's a response to you that I wasn't tagged in. Oh, okay. Well, it's um, Yes, it's necessary. Not but, necessary. But, yeah, kind of. Uh,
1: thoughts on the Limonis Highway? They have answered that five times. <laughs> Uh, next, will JT Jin come to school? No.
0: Probably not. He's going to make a lot of money.
1: Next, I just got off work. Sh- what should I stop and get for supper? Um, I don't know. Uh, pizza. Philly cheesesteak.
0: Philly Ta- cheesesteak pizza. Tacos. Philly cheesesteak taco pizza.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Mexican salad. Uh, Number one. This, oh, by the way, this is for Mr. V. It's for Mr. V. Okay. Uh, number one. Did you like that Elijah McNamee said state would be back at the College World Series next year? Um, I hope he's not wrong.
0: Yes. The, the guarantee of like winning a national title.
1: I hope he's not I, wrong.
0: I I like it. It's bold. McNamee is already a legend. We need to see what he can do consistently over a full year, though.
1: I'll say this: Wes Ray said before the 2013 scene that Mississippi State fans should book their trips to Omaha. So fair enough. This team's going to be loaded going into next year. Mm-hmm. There's some
0: questions about pitching, but this team's going to be good for sure.
1: Uh, number two, do you think he's correct in that statement? Uh, I don't know. It, we, we, I, I can't. I'm not. I if I predict that State's going to Omaha, we're probably not going to make the NCAA tournament. Don't so. you so,
0: you're not allowed to. Um, gut feeling for me says yes. Like the the nervous sort of energy in me with like not knowing how Chris Limonis will do just right off the bat. Get it because bat. Um, I think state will do pretty good next year. I really do.
1: Number three, is it okay to tweet recruits? No. No. Number four, but Moorhead can't recruit the South.
0: Doesn't matter. Don't tweet them.
1: I, 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 uh, I don't think that was the... Uh, the I, don't I, tweet I, think, him. I think that was a reference to States being
0: sixth in the country. Oh, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Remember how that, uh, that Ole Miss recruiting coordinator or whatever dude... Brennan Chapman. Yeah, that dude. His tweets are so so goofy. Uh, uh, yes. But,
1: yeah. Yeah, he, he, he thinks that for Ole Miss to have a better recruiting class than State tweeting bad things about state baseball will do the trick. And oh, by the way, after he tweeted that video of a girl throwing a banana on the ground, attempting to step on it, and then proceeding to slip on said banana and hitting the back of her head on the pavement, oh. I looked I looked at his likes. He liked that. I, there was some t- tweet with that video that was sent four days before state loss that he liked in preparation for that moment. He was planning on it. Correct.
0: What a goober.
1: I mean, he tweeted after the Oklahoma game, did Oklahoma miss an extra point or did they kick two field goals after our first loss in Tallahassee? And so he had to wait a solid three weeks to get back at that.
0: Remember when the mayor of Oxford said something about, you know, Mississippi State losing by ten runs and like, you know, how they state fans should worry about that.
1: And then they went on to lose by ten runs and And then
0: got eliminated. Correct. Tweets are dangerous, folks. Correct. You gotta be careful in these Twitter streets. Correct.
1: Number five: Should the Stephen F. Austin game be a blackout? No. I'm just glad that game is at night. Usually, that game would be at 11 a.m.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. There's no reason for that game to be as late as it is. Honestly, all things considered.
1: Yes, it is. Yes, because we are because it's September 1st or whatever it is.
0: I'm just talking about, like, the, the profile of that game and people oh, still well, play. 11 a.m. kickoffs.
1: But, boy, are we lucky.
0: We got very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, still, not a blackout. That game's, no, just don't do it for that one.
1: Or what's probably going to happen is it's going to be a 2014 Southern Miss and it's just going to start raining. Yeah. That was, Which, actually, actually, I wouldn't mind because the 2014 Southern Miss game was fun. Um, are you saying comment- that because, like, that was a whiteout? It was a whiteout. It was a combination of the rain and the fact that it was at night and the fact that we beat Southern Miss 49 and nothing. That was,
0: that was a weird game.
1: That was an enjoyable game. It was. Uh, number six. Which side of the football is going to be the dominant side?
0: So if you pick up a football, you'll notice that it's, it's round. It doesn't really have sides.
1: I don't get the question. Is this an inside joke?
0: No, it's talking about do you think which... Which side of the football, like the, the the team, defense, offense, special teams. There's three sides. We're gonna
1: Oh, I thought he meant an actual football. No, no, no.
0: no. I that's that's why I was saying the joke about picking up. A football. I'm not no. smart. Um, um defense. It's not special teams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna um, go with
0: defense, but it's so hard to say when I think about it. Offense. I'm going with offense. I am so bought into like Joe Moorhead's if schemes. We, if we are I'm going, going
1: f- if we're going for a position group, defensive line. If we're going for a specific, as you say, side of the football, I don't know. Because we don't know much the only problem about you know, the thing about both sides has its setbacks. Both sides has its strengths, there are some
0: question marks. Yeah.
1: You know, obviously the strengths on offense is quarterback. The strength and on defense running is running def- back
0: and running back. Running game in general, because you bring back most of your offensive line.
1: Correct. Then you look at defense. That defensive line is a wall. But then on offense, you have, you know, pos. You know, you have uncertainty at wide receiver. On defense, you have uncertainty at defensive back. So, yeah. there's a few questions at linebacker, just depth wise. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It, it, both are pretty equal, but we if can we all agree that special teams do- is not that.
0: Yeah. Um, if you were to say. Take this in a different, completely different direction. Um, this team's ability to stop the run or this team's ability to run the ball, which is more dominant? Let's let's decide it stop based on run. that factor alone.
1: Stop the what? run. Stop the run. the run.
0: Okay, because I'd go with running the ball.
1: Uh, because you on our defensive line, you have two a uh, first-team All-SEC defensive lineman, yeah. and someone, Jim Chauncey Rivers, who's expected to be as good, if not better, than both of them.
0: And then you've got Braxton Hoyet. You've got several others right there provide that depth that are still really good.
1: So you have that star power, that genuine, yeah. raw, now all now it's developed star yeah. power out in defensive line, whereas you have really good talent at, at running back but still, it's not that dominant force. Like I wouldn't say that um, Alabama's defense, I mean I wouldn't say that uh, Alabama's defense would look at Mississippi State's running game and have a whole lot of concern. But if you're Alabama's offense, you could have some concern when looking at Mississippi State's defensive line. That's fair. Okay. Uh, next, have you this is still Mr. V. Have you told those that love you or have you told have you told those you love? That you love them lately,
0: with with all with everything that seems to be going on, both in the world and then also on Twitter, um, and also like people that uh, the KLKL dude uh, used to be.
1: Oh yeah, the old fan.
0: Yeah, um, passed away. Like just just yeah. dude, forty five, passed away. Good time um,
1: for that question.
0: So. I think it is a, a good time for everybody who is listening to the pod, this podcast, be it your internet friends, be it family members, be it whoever, um, be it the dude at the gas station where you, you buy soda. like Tell them, hey, love you.
1: A random thought. I'm looking at Chris Lomonas's, um Wikipedia page. Yeah. And at the very bottom, it says the categories that he's a part of and I'm going to start from the last one to the first one and just listen to how much broader this gets, okay? So it starts with Mississippi State baseball coaches, goes to Indiana baseball coaches, goes to Louisville baseball coaches, goes to the Citadel baseball coaches, goes to the Citadel baseball players, then get ready, people from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and then living people. Wow. That's wild. That makes me laugh. Number eight from Mr. V. Love you guys. Love you too. Also from Mr. V. Should I change my Twitter bio to say I'm the number one fan of the maroon and white audible before Lewis does?
0: So that that pretty much confirms that I should probably make a Twitter account for this
1: thing. Go ahead.
0: Okay. I'm, yes. not,
1: a, I'm not an official part of it. I'm just here to be here, even though I am on the third, the third of four shows.
0: No, I, I put up a couple of others.
1: Uh, well, oh well my bad. Uh this is from BL Wedge O nine.
0: I think his name's Brandon, maybe?
1: No, it just says BL Wedge no. no, no nine. I, I'm saying I think it maybe not. Whatever. Oh. I'm glad I saw this tweet before I read the last. I haven't seen it, but still plan to. I've seen everything before Black Panther and somehow got off track.
0: That's in response to Justin, by oh. the way. That's all spoilers. our questions. Spoiler alerts.
1: Devante followed me. Who's Devante? I don't know.
0: Fair enough. So, hashtag closing thinkings time with uh Daniel Black.
1: Hmm, I forgot this existed. <laughs> um closing thinkings. Um when, I, when I'm not here, do you do this segment?
0: No, I don't do closing thinkings with Daniel Black.
1: When I do when I'm not here, do you do this segment? Nope. Oh. Okay um so because
0: I'm not Daniel Black so I can't I can't do your closing thinkings
1: but you can just take out the the uh, object of the preposition and just put in your name just go Uh, Chris Lamonis is our new baseball coach. Uh, It's a hire that from the outset, if you're just looking at his resume compared to the inflated expectations that John Cohen and the multitude of Mississippi State baseball fans uh, have set, it may not be that great. But then if you step back, look at big picture, look at his entire resume in terms of recruiting-wise, look at the program that Indiana was and look how he did at it. It's a very, very solid hire that sets up Mississippi State for success down the road, and that's really all you can ask for uh, for a baseball program. So, yes.
0: Good deal.
1: I I I made that quick, didn't I? That was impressive. Yeah, I try my best. I might make
0: that its own little segment. Good. Like its own little show, like the thirty-second show with Daniel Black.
1: That would just be dumb.
0: You're welcome. So my name's Ethan Lee. I just threw my pen on the table. You're probably going to hear it on this podcast. Um, that is Daniel Black over there.
1: <sighs>
0: yeah, that it him. Um, it graduated.
1: I graduated.
0: Um, My name's Ethan Lee. Thank you for listening. Um, Y'all have a good one.
1: Bye.